0: And welcome to episode number 23 of Sports Bar Talk. We're in the Michael Jordan episode, baby, as well as LeBron James, as well. And it's the week before my favorite holiday, Thanksgiving. We're going to gobble, gobble, gobble all the turkeys. And full one of the only cheat days all of America can have this year. Where calories don't count. Well, they probably do. Well, afterwards. After the meal. But, in the moment of when you gobble up on all that stuffing, gravy, and mashed potatoes, and even the the turkey legs, you know. Calories don't count. For that one meal. The best meal of the year. Hallelujah, it's Thanksgiving. And with that, it means we will have an adjusted episode drop. For the podcast, I'm still deciding when I want to record this because I have finals from Saturday until Wednesday. And so I'll be done with my college first semester next Wednesday at about 9, 30, 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm so hyper about that because I get two whole months off of schooling. Never had that long of a break before if you exclude summer vacation. That, that's going to be a very fun break to have. Don't know what I'm going to do with myself. Probably uh, play video games and exercise and watch football and do this lovely podcast, of course. But with it being Thanksgiving... This will not... In black Friday the next day. This will not drop on the typical Thursday or Friday. You can expect the episode to drop either on Tuesday or Wednesday. Most likely on Wednesday. We don't know our travel plans yet, but it will probably be Wednesday. So, I can't wait to do a Wednesday episode. And we're going to have... Don't expect any other sports unless something big drops. But we will have... Because we're going to be picking... All the Thanksgiving Day football games, Sunday Night Football, Monday Night Football, and then our usual one, the the featured game in either the 1 or the 4 o'clock block of games. So, might be a very long podcast, might not. We're going to be picking a lot of football games this, that week, and so I can't wait. let's dig into today's episode because we do indeed got the best seat in the house and of course we last week we i mentioned it we had the masters hit him straight thanked me for more of the golf coverage and all i can say to him is you're welcome uh dustin johnson wow what a dominant performance on the greens of augusta and dustin johnson is the 2020 masters champion He played very well. I watched all four rounds of Dustin's. um, Just amazing. You know, the big test going into Sunday's final round was, and for the 50-hole, four-hole leaders going into Amen, and the big test is going into Amen Corner and your tee shot at 16. If you're up comfortably and you get out of there not really losing any strokes, you will be the tournament winner, and that is exactly what Dustin Johnson did. I knew he had the tournament won when his ball was dry on hole number 12. When he had a lovely tee shot. And then he birdied. I knew right then and there. Dustin Johnson is your 2020 Masters champion. And he was absolutely dominant. He led the whole way. He was the co-leader after round one. I believe he was the co-leader he was the leader after round two. 54-hole leader. And the first player to reach 20-under in a Masters. And he set the scoring record. Broke Jordan Spieth's 2015 record of 19-under par. So Dustin Johnson, how about the performance? But what has to go unknown was the two men that tied were tied for second. Sung JM was playing in this played in his first masters, finished 15 under par, not bad, and he was in the final pairing. And when you're in the final pairing of the major on Sunday, that's pretty big deal because normally you're either tied for the lead or you're a couple strokes back or you're in the lead. And so he played really well, held his own on a very tough golf course. And I don't know, but I felt like the golf course might have been a little different. I didn't see much differences compared to when we are playing the tournament in April. M was pretty good. He had some nice shots. He has a really different style of swing, and he holds his back swing at the top. Has a very weird stance. Holds it at the top for about maybe a second or two. Then he swings it. Hey, I don't know how you could do it, but it works for him. And then uh, Cameron Smith... What what a performance by him made it interesting at times over on the weekend. Did very well the from Brisbane, Australia, the 27-year-old. Uh his two major appearances, he was tied for 25th in the 2015 PGA Championship, tied for 20th in the 2019 Open, but this was his best, tied for f- tied for second at the Masters. He was also he was tied for 5th in 2018. But I don't think a lot of people had him Looking like this, quite frankly. Uh, Justin Thomas, 4th place, 12 under par. He, he had a tough go of it on Saturday on Amen Corner. That's kind of what did him in. He did have a little late rally, but it wasn't enough. Same you could say with John Rom, who was my pick going in. I'm sorry I gave you guys the wrong pick. Looked promising at some points during the round. Wasn't quite promising. And Xander Shoffley, he had that hot start on Thursday, birdieing the first three holes, and then didn't really look too good. Of course, he did make the cut. And if you're uh, playing fantasy golf, the goal when you make your fantasy lineups is get six golfers who have a chance to get to make the cut. And then perform well. So, And also, Dylan Fratelli, he was really good. I thought maybe he'd have a chance to make a rally. He was tied for fifth. He was with a hodgepodge of players. But I don't have the full list of the players tied for fifth up here. So, all in all, it was a great golf tournament. Dustin Johnson... Winning the the green jacket, a guy that grew up ninety minutes from the golf course. He lived, grew up in South Carolina. He had his brother on the caddy on the bag, uh. So he was going crazy. They were crying and whatnot. And then his dream was to have Tiger Woods give him the green jacket, and Tiger Woods gave him the green jacket. Just a fairy tale story. You could, you, they could make a Disney movie about this, for all I know. They probably won't, but they could. And so, Dustin Johnson is the Masters champion. So, uh, probably, I don't know when you're going to see more golf talk from me. Probably around January, February-ish, we'll see. Uh, if not, you'll see some golf talk from me when we get to the Players' Championship in March at TPC Sawgrass in Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida, but we got the NBA draft happened on Wednesday night. A very fun event. 60 p- picks, uh, spanning over two rounds. And really the most emotional NBA draft I've seen. You know, a lot of these prospects come from the college ranks. And you can only imagine how they were feeling, you know, back they were basically back in March. They had their season shut down right at the beginning of the end of uh, their conference tournaments for basketball, and then it was like an unknown. You know, you thought, oh, the virus is going to be two weeks. Maybe we'll be back and play in the tournament and whatnot. No, their season got wiped out. Uh, and then you know they had to work, and then the draft keeps getting kept getting postponed from its usual mid June spot. They were uncertain. These got these guys were most likely very uncertain. What's the future of my basketball career? When's this draft going to be? And so NBA set it for uh, November 18th. Very, very emotional night, but they had to do it virtually. And like most things the NBA does, they absolutely killed it. Uh, They set up as many cameras as they could in the prospect's homes. All the players, you know, one of the big traditions at the NBA draft is the fashion and the suits these guys wear going into the arena or wherever the draft is held, and they were dressing up. They didn't need to dress up all nice and fancy to be in their house, but they did, and it was beautiful, a lot of fashion, a lot of emotions from the players. You know, this was their dream. They made it. I don't think you would have seen that many tears if we, if we had been on the normal NBA schedule, I think just the unknown and 2020 just sucking this year and not knowing your basketball future for seven or eight months and now you finally will realize that dream and change your life basically. very interesting but a great draft the Minnesota Timberwolves took Anthony Edwards out of Georgia number one overall he is a big he's a forward I believe There, very, very good I don't want I don't watch a lot of Georgia basketball. So I didn't know much about him. James Wiseman from Memphis went number two to the Golden State Warriors, which, by the way, got some devastating news again. Klay Thompson tore his other Achilles. If you watched the 2019 NBA Finals, he tore his left Achilles, or he tore his ACL in his left knee um, in game six of the finals. And then he tore his uh, ACL in a workout yesterday, so or his Achilles in the right knee. So he's out for the season. That's a big blow to Golden State. If they So they took Wiseman, but LaMelo Ball goes number 3 overall to the Charlotte Hornets. Will be very fun to watch and the dad, LaVar Ball, who I don't like. I think he kind of ruined his kids' childhoods a little bit. He took LeAngelo and LaMelo. He took LeAngelo out of college at UCLA and he took LaMelo out of high school ball because he didn't I don't And they moved to play pro ball in Lithuania. And LiAngelo, I guess, went back to college or something like that. It didn't really work out for him. But then Lamello went to New Zealand to play in the NBL, which proving could be a new route to pro ball if you want to avoid the NCAA and all the restrictions that the NCAA gives you when when you're a collegiate athlete. And it worked out. Him and RJ Hampton kind of paid off for him. And maybe we're going to see a new pathway to the NBA. And... College basketball might be scared. But I love what my New York Knicks did in the draft. They had the number eight overall pick. I wanted them to get Obi Toppin from Dayton. And to do that, they would have most likely needed to trade up to the fifth pick. Most likely uh, with the Cleveland Cavaliers. But they didn't trade up. But his fate so had it. The Cleveland Cavaliers. Obi Toppin was sitting right there for them. And they took Isaac Okoro. And so you were like. Oh my gosh. We have a chance here. So the Hawks pick. And pick Obi Toppin. they picked Onyeka Okongwu, And the Pistons picked Killian Hayes. And so the Knicks got Obi Toppin. Who grew up in Brooklyn. And he was overcome with emotion. When this pick happened. Really the first player to let his emotions show. Uh he cried during the interview, broke down. Just he's a great player, great finisher. He'll be really good for the next. Hopefully hopefully this materializes like a stapps Porzingis type of deal. We shall see. All in all, I think it was a great draft for the next and So that'll be very fun to see. So that's the NBA draft. By the way, December twenty second is when the NBA resumes. So we'll talk a lot of basketball when we get to that date. Um so, sorry hit him straight. We're basketball kind of be coming back, so we're gonna kinda be obligated to talk about it. But let's get now to the NFL picks. And we will start with we'll do the Monday night game first, because this slate of games this week that we're picking are absolutely fantastic. The Los Angeles Rams with Jared Goff. And Aaron Donald traveled to Tampa to take on Tom Brady, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski, and a lot of other phenomenal names. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the Bucs, if you remember, really didn't do a great job against the Saints. Lost 31, I believe it was 31 to free and ended up being, but it was 31 to nothing. It was complete domination by the Saints. But the Buccaneers... Then they hosted Carolina last week, and uh, they played a lot better. Or was they traveled to Carolina? I don't know. Either way, they won. They kind of blew out uh, Carolina. 46-23 was a great game from Brady, and and Brady looked like the Brady of old. Delivered some great balls in the pocket. Rob Gronkowski caught a touchdown. Albeit it was a little lob from Brady at the goal line, but it was still good. And the Rams have kind of surprised me, you know. They have Goff. The run game, they use a plethora of running backs. Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson, and Malcolm Brown. And then you got Woods, the receivers. Woods, Cup, hit the two tight ends, Higby and Gerard Everett. And defense, they've got the All-Pro. Pro Bowl, Defensive Player of the Year. Aaron Donald from Pitt University. Go Panthers. So this will be an interesting game. I think the Buccaneers will win the game 24-20. We're going to test our luck with the Bucs again and pick them to win the game. Hopefully, they win. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers will win the football game 24-20. It'll be a good game, though. All right. We'll go to the Sunday night game next. The Kansas City Chiefs with Pat Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey go to Vegas in that brand-new, beautiful Allegiant Stadium to take on the Las Vegas Raiders. And the raid, and these two teams met once already, and the Raiders shocked everybody by going into Kansas City and beating the Chiefs. A great performance by Josh Jacobs, and Derek Carr had to play the game of his life, throwing the Nelson, the former Eagle Nelson Aguilar, uh, Darren Waller, the tight end, and for the and for the Raiders to pull this thing off again, they're going to have to do just that and probably more. Because let me tell you something. I think that loss kind of made the media forget about the Chiefs is probably the best team in the league. Uh, so we'll see. So the Raiders, so Derek Carr is gonna have to play a lot better in this game. Uh gonna have to fire it more. He's gonna have to probably play better than he played in the first meeting. He's gonna have to rely on that run game of Josh Jacobs. Gonna have to fling it. You're gonna have to they're gonna the Chiefs will cover Darren Waller all game, so you're gonna have to fire it. Henry Ruggs, Nelson Aguilar, some unknown names will probably have to step up for the Raiders. But I think they can do it. But on Kansas City, this team can score in a flash. They're basically in the red zone when they cross the 50 yard line just because of how Mahomes can sling the ball and how fast Hill is. And, you know, you have Travis Kelsey and uh, Sammy Watkins, I believe, is still out. But then you also have McCole Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, all the guys. They will step up when they need to. And then, of course, running back, There's are basically two running backs that they use: the rookie Clyde Edwards to layer out of LSU. And, of course, Le'Veon Bell uh, trying to rejuvenate himself. So, we will see. Sammy Watkins is trying to return for this game. He fully practiced yesterday. So, he will be back, it sounds like. Big for the Chiefs. His last appearance was against the Raiders on October 11th when these two teams played, and the Raiders, of course, shocked uh, the Chiefs. The game wasn't even all that close. We will see if the Raiders can do it. I I can tell you this right now: expect a high-scoring shootout. Remember, the Raiders aren't having fans in their building quite yet. I think the Chiefs will win this football game, and I think it'll be 38 to 33. It'll be a close game. It'll probably come down to the final play. So I like the Chiefs in that game, but I like a shootout. And in Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth's first trip to Allegiant Stadium, they were supposed to go a couple weeks ago but when the Raiders played the Buccaneers, but they had the COVID, a couple Raiders players tested positive, and they wanted... To avoid a potential postponement of Sunday Night Football. So they flexed the game back. And they had that Cardinal seahawks game. Which was an instant classic. More on that in a minute. Let's get to the featured game in the one and four twenty-five block. And that is the Tennessee Titans with Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry. They travel to Baltimore to take on Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. And I'm worried about the Ravens, ladies and gentlemen. It seems like defenses have figured out how to stop Lamar Jackson. Uh, if you will, they played Sunday night, they played the Patriots, and the Patriots were able to, they couldn't really stop Lamar, but their offense did really well, and the Patriots looked like the Patriots, uh, Cam Newton had a nice rushing touchdown, I, he might have had another one, but the star of the game, in my opinion, was Jacoby Myers, uh, the first touchdown of the game for the Patriots, The Newton threw a backwards pass to Myers, and then Myers threw it all the way. I forget who caught the pass for the Patriots. Rex Burkhead caught the pass for the Patriots, and it was a touchdown. And then Burkhead had another touchdown catch from Newton. So Burkhead played really well. And then Lamar found Willie Sneed for two touchdowns in the game. Uh, so I'm worried about the Ravens. This is a big game for them. They're on the brink of losing their identity. And what I mean by that is they're on the brink of going to the Ravens we all knew that, knew and loved back in the 2017-18 season, 2018-19 season. And quite frankly, Lamar Jackson can't win the big game. And it's not because he doesn't have receivers. He's just not clutch enough. Uh, against Clemson back in college, he wasn't that clutch. And he couldn't beat them in 20 in the 2016 season. He And he couldn't beat them in 2017. This is a guy that can't win the big game. He doesn't have experience winning the big game. The only big game he can really win... Is against the Steelers when they don't have Ben Roethlisberger playing. Uh, so uh, I and the Titans with my friend Aiden, big Titans fan, tries to catch the highlights of every game. He's a big Derrick Henry fan, and Henry's amazing just pig piles defenders and whatnot. Uh, he's yeah, yeah, he's amazing with Tannehill Smith. Corey Davis, AJ Brown, Adam Humphreys, Ferkser. And now they just added Desmond King to return punts and kicks, and he already made a difference. He had a fumble recovery for the touchdown in their first in his first game. So he is making a difference already. This will be a fun game. I and this is a rematch, of course, of that divisional game last year when Tennessee shocked everyone, went in the Baltimore and defeated the Ravens. I like the Ravens in this game, though. Because they needed this game bad. They're currently if the play if the seat if the playoffs are today, they're currently the seventh seed, so they kinda need this game. I like the Ravens twenty to seventeen. I do think defenses have figured out how to stop Lamar Jackson. Uh and Baltimore needs receivers in the offseason. They got Des Bryant, they brought him from the practice squad, but then they put him back on in the practice squad. I think Des Bryant might be a little washed. I don't I don't know what y'all think. All right, to our featured game, it's also the Thursday night game. And I mentioned this one earlier. This was an instant classic a couple weeks ago when these two met. Russell Wilson, D.J. Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and the Seattle Seahawks host. Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins and the Arizona Cardinals. Now, did you catch the end of the Cardinals game on Sunday? Because I did, not holy moly, DeAndre Hopkins isn't human! If you didn't see, see, the uh, Arizona Cardinals hosted the Buffalo Bills, and the Bills scored what they thought was the game-winning touchdown with about 30 seconds left. So with 11 seconds left in the game... Uh, the Cardinals had no timeout, so that means they had to start firing Hail Marys. And the first one, Murray, under pressure, rolled out to the left, heaved it, kind of falling away, had to say a prayer. DeAndre Hopkins jumped up. He had f- three or four Buffalo Bills defenders Basically, in f- in front, on the side, and behind him, they all jumped up. And somehow, DeAndre Hopkins with his big hands and his strength came down with the ball. And the Cardinals won what will most likely be the second biggest game, second best game of the year. What was the first best game of the year? Well, it was the first time the Cardinals and the Seahawks played. If you watch that Sunday night game, uh, that was crazy. You had 37 to 34. The Cardinals won on October 25th. It was in overtime. It was practically the whole overtime. The game started at 8.20. And the game then not to about Monday at twelve o five in the morning. It was a crazy game. Russell Wilson played crazy. Tyler Lockett balled out of his mind. Kyler Murray balled out of his mind. Hopkins kind of balled out of his mind till the end. It was the game of the year everything back and forth you didn't know what was going to happen everything just kept you didn't know and that was the Seahawks first loss and since then the Seahawks really haven't done much they did beat the Niners but that was their last win because they lost to Buffalo and then this past week they did lose to the Rams this will be a fun game to watch I expect the same I expect this game to be a shootout of much like well first game and much like Chiefs and Raiders I believe that Seattle does get the better of them. Now, Russ has been struggling lately. He's been forcing too many footballs when they're at the goal line into the end zone and throwing caught unnecessary picks. I believe Seattle will win this football game. Uh, I think this will be even more of a shootout than the previous game. With overtime, I think it will be 45 to f- uh uh 44 to 30, 43 to 37 without overtime it'll be 37 34 seattle seattle wins the game in my opinion uh they're just too good they're just they need this they actually at the playoffs ended today would be the seventh seed and just two weeks ago they were the number one seed so you see how your fortunes can change in an instant Check the time. 24 and a half minutes, holy moly. Food of the week! And when you go to Arizona or LA or whatnot, what is food? Is also popular in Pennsylvania Dutch chicken and waffles. Now, I have not had many chicken and waffle dishes in my lifetime. But I know you can get it topped with gravy, you can get the chicken fried, you can get it grilled. Both times I've had it, I had it grow from this place in Mifflintown, Pennsylvania on the way to beautiful State College. Other than the university, State College is beautiful. No, the university is beautiful except their football stadium, their football team is crap. Because they're 0-4 this year. I mean, you just, you gotta realize they are kind of doo-doo. Uh, go Buckeyes. But chicken and waffles is very good. You can get the chicken deep fried, grilled. The waffle is a nice, beautiful Belgian waffle. You can top it with, let's see, I think I see whipped cream over here, butter, gravy, maple syrup. It's Also, they have chicken and waffle-style restaurants out west in Arizona. That's why I said Arizona, because the Cardinals, you know, they have them in L.A. But in Baltimore, it looks like there's a restaurant here called Connie's Chicken and Waffles. So if you're in Baltimore, check it out. They have a couple different locations. It looks like I have no clue what streets they're on, but it looks like we have three of them here connie's chicken and waffles but i love chicken and waffles the two times i've had them they have been delicioso and the place by the way in Mifflin Town is called jp's it is connected to the tom's gas station very good chicken and waffles hopefully they didn't get uh they didn't go out of business because of covid because like i know some restaurants are having to go out of business or shutting down for a week because of covid with that being said it's time to wrap up the podcast reminder Our Thanksgiving episode will be next Tuesday or Wednesday. Plan on it being Wednesday, but you might want to check on Tuesday night. It could be there. Who knows? It will be Wednesday night, and it will be a fun one. We will be picking all the Thanksgiving football games, the Sunday night game, the Monday night game, and our 1 and 4 o'clock block game. So a lot of football Probably won't dive into the other sports unless, again, something big happens. Uh, And, of course, our food of the week, I'll tell you now, will be Thanksgiving dinner. I mean, that'll be a fun one. Oh, man, I love my stuffing, and I'll tell you all about it and what my grandma makes for Thanksgiving dinner when we have Thanksgiving when there's no global pandemic. But until then, stay safe, wear your mask, only make necessary essential travel because it sounds like governors are putting... Are restricting us and we'll probably have stay in stay at home orders coming very soon this is sports part talk and we got the best seat in the house